Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 5, you will hear stories from our sixth collection, Curious Stuff. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Inheritance by Doug Morrison Until I was about 15, our family's summer vacation meant packing a week's worth of comfortable clothes and sliding into the family car. In the summer of 1962, the car was a 1958 Super Buick Riviera, two-tone, pale blue and sky blue, and the manufacturer's bulletin revered it as the first big car that's light on its feet and the last word in travel before wheels leave the ground. It was a grand car, a four-door sedan the size of a skating rink. During our vacation, we cruised in the Buick the 400-mile trip from our home in central Bergen County, New Jersey, to what had been the family farm in Butler, Pennsylvania. The farmhouse was built around 1870 by my great-great-grandfather. The house seemed to strut about like an overweight ballroom dancer with its wraparound porch and sagging hardwood floors. This was in the early 1960s when I was eight or nine years old and I was enchanted by its back door directly off the kitchen which seemed to snap shut like a circus ringmaster's whip each time I left or entered. The house had many artifacts, an old handmade model ship that sat atop the mantel above the fireplace, a maroon camelback sofa which showcased the parlor, and a lawyer-style bookcase. I had queried my great-aunts, Jeanette and Goldie, about the bookcase's origins, but they couldn't remember. I would say, it ought to be called a farmer's bookcase, shouldn't it? Aunt Goldie, the youngest of six children, the last of the litter she would pipe, would chuckle and say, guess so, and our talk about the bookcase would end. In the summer months, the front and back doors were held open by a pair of quartz rocks, nearly as heavy as shot puts and peppered with an array of dots that glittered like gold in sunlight. Other artifacts abounded. In the foyer were two chairs upholstered in saddle-brown horsehair fabric, worn smooth from years of honorable use. The main living room was graced by the elegance of a grandfather clock. And then there were the books, including school primers embellished with engravings and stories to entice children to read, and photographs and portraits of the family, some dating to the 1860s. The one book in the case that I craved, coveted might be a better word, was a New Testament Bible carried in the Battle of Chancellorsville in 1863 by John Daniel Martin, a relative who fought for the Union forces. He survived one of the bloodiest battles of the Civil War, a stunning victory for General Robert E. Lee. As I recollect, the book bore this inscription penned, by Martin. I go to Chancellorsville on tomorrow. I fear the day more than it is possible to say. 
I pray and take comfort in God that we will not exterminate ourselves. This book, THE book, was the gift that I wanted from my great aunts more than any baseball card I had collected that summer at a Nicola pack. It had a smudged gold spine, its binding cracked like an old man's face creased by sun and wind. On a blank page it bore a reddish thumbprint, surely blood, I thought. It smelled like the water from the farm's rusty pump, the water I drank those summers as a child. This was the gift that I did not ask for. But I know that in my eyes welled pools of envy for you, Aunt Goldie, to see. I never pestered you for it, although I wish that I had. I remember holding the book with open hands, relishing it, thinking about how the young man who had carried it must have felt. But I cannot truly imagine that. I was never a soldier. I was never engaged in hand-to-hand combat. I often have wondered, Aunt Goldie, what happened to the book? Who inherited it? Did it make its way into the Butler County Museum, if there is such a place? Or did it perish, discarded with trash? I wish I knew. At least then, I would have closure. Mother got what she requested, the pair of foyer chairs, which she restored to elegance, and they sat in the hallway entrance of our home for nearly twenty years. Today they grace my bedroom, separated by the dresser. But the two artifacts of the farm that I received, and which will outlast me, are a pair of quartz rocks, peppered with iron pyrite, fool's gold. These were my inheritance, which you offered, Aunt Goldie, and I accepted, disappointed. I was the fool for expecting more. Today I use the rocks as bookends. Perhaps they are the markers that frame the lifespans of four generations, like John Martin who endured the battle. The rocks have survived. Regrettably, I never saw the book again. Copyright 2022, Doug Morrison. A longtime resident of Charlotte, North Carolina, Doug Morrison has been a freelance business and features writer for the Charlotte Business Journal, The State, Builder Architect, and Charlotte Magazine, among others. He was the profiles writer for Charlotte Nothing Could Be Finer, a hardcover coffee table book, Towery Publishing, Memphis, Tennessee, 1996. He has been a guest columnist for the Charlotte Observer. His poetry has appeared in Stone Country and NJPM. A professional resume writer for 30 years, he has written more than 4,000 resumes, letters, bio-narratives, and LinkedIn profiles. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the six anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.